welcome to Den Excelsior, the weekly podcast where me and a panel of my nerdy friends uh, get together to discuss the latest happenings in uh, Marvel across all media. Uh, but it's also a chance for you to pick our brains on all things superhero. Uh, and don't worry, we'll also be talking about the distinguished competition uh, from time to time. This episode is being recorded on uh, the evening of Friday, February 5th, 2021. My name is Dennis, and with me are my magical twin children. They're, they were born a few days ago, so they're looking pretty old. Frank and Ricky. Hey! Hey! Do uh, I have the magic or the speed? What do I got? Uh, you tell me. Don't give me speed. Yeah. Well, considering how much older Frank looks than Ricky, I'm going to say the speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rapid aging at its uh, worst. But uh, before we before we keep going, we do have one more person to introduce. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one because um, it was somebody recommended to us through a mutual friend. So it's not somebody in our usual circle, but uh, uh, he's just as much an enthusiast of all things nerdy as all of us. Uh, he's a video journalist, uh, the host of the Ridiculous on Rye podcast with Mikey and Dev. And he's the proud father of Dorian, who is a diehard <laughs> Spider-Man fan and avid uh, sci-fi fan as well. Uh, welcome, Mikey. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, How you doing? Yo, yo. Glad to have you. First and foremost, I would like to thank you guys for allowing me to come on the show and nerd it out. Nope. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this all week, man. Really? That's yeah, cool. man. I'm, I'm, I was ready. I was doing push-ups and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just so that the, the the listeners and the viewers have a chance to understand, like, uh, where your nerd level is, like, why don't you tell us, like, what, like, Marvel or comics and stuff means to you and, like, what, you know, if you have, like, a memory or something you want to share with us. Yeah, man. I mean, I grew up watching an incredible amount of TV, mostly uh, the classic Star Wars late at night. I mean, Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, the staples. Uh, I've just been into it. I'm one of those guys that rewatches Stargate the whole entire <laughs> series every year. All three of them. You, Frank is Jennifer, loving you more and more. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. Every so often, I'll just pick one of the seasons or I'll just jump to the one where like Cam Mitchell is there or whenever, you know, Jason Momoa showed up as Ronan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, definitely in all things sci-fi, um, reliving it with my son, you know, uh, going through the Marvel stuff with him. He's like I said, he's a huge Spider-Man fan. So there's you know stuff popping up in my house everywhere that has webs on it. He's got <laughs> shoes that light up the whole deal. Anybody that has kids know once they grab onto something, that's what they <laughs> had. Just like me with Darth Vader when I was little, that's Spider-Man to him. So nice. uh, my, my level of nerdness is... Probably not up there with you guys, but I would like to get on your level one day. It's but gonna be you, crazy. Oh, that your son's like intro to Spider Man is basically like Spider Verse, one of like the wackiest yeah. and concepts like we of Spider Man. Yeah. We were talking about in post production. It just so happens that he's half black, half Latino, just like Miles Morales, and it just it it's cool for him to be able to grow up with a with a superhero that looks just like him. You know. What, what does that show? What does that movie mean to you when you watch that with him? Oh, it's awesome, man! I mean, I mean, I get chills. I mean, it's like this guy—he he really thinks he's Spider Man because he sees it. He sees the dad is black, sees the yeah. mom's Hispanic, so he can. It, it's easy for him to relate as compared to like 
you know, when I'm growing up, they, all the superheroes are like white, like, you know, this, you know, Christopher Spider-Man. Reeves playing, yeah, Christopher yeah. Reeves playing Superman or Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man. You know, it, we, uh, what was the first like super black heroes by Blade? I think it was that actually mm-hmm. was like that guy. Spawn? <laughs> Steel? Uh, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shaq? Yeah. No. Hey, we're not trying have- to insult anybody here. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's where I'm at. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I really love uh, sci-fi. Anytime I sit down, that's my go-to. I'm constantly searching for new stuff. Uh I just I, I'm interested in everything sci-fi. So, what's your favorite movie in the MCU? Right now, um, I'm gonna have to go with Thor Ragnarok, man. All right, it, it was a pretty good one. I, it was just it had the it was just the writing was really good. It had a good amount of comedy in there. I'm a uh, Jeff Goldblum is just is hilarious. Like super efficient. There's not yeah, it, the wasted space in that movie. It's, it's a short movie. All everything it, it's just that's a uh, that's the director too. He he's a great filmmaker. Yeah, and like I told you guys, I'm horrible with names. I think he's Wiki or something like that. But Taika Waititi. Yes, <laughs> he's a he's amazing. Um, just everything he does, I watch. Man, he's just yeah. he's a great filmmaker. Like I said, that that movie was great. Had great pacing to it. It's just the gags were hitting. And yeah, that's that's probably my favorite at this moment right now. Got nice. Carl Urban in it before oh he yeah that's right he was shirt. in there right he's yeah, he's yeah, awesome yeah. i was just re-watching one of his old shows uh i said uh almost human oh yeah yeah, yeah. michael yeah. ely yeah, so just on for one season i'm like re-watching that right now it just came up that's the yes. that's the better season the one with him in it right right yes <laughs> <laughs> well i think we should probably uh at least get prepped to talk about the rest of the show before we pick your brain more and and pick everybody's brain so let's just pl- let's just talk about what we got planned for the day uh we we're dying obviously to talk about wandavision episode five Spacey one today yes but before we dive into that uh we've got some news and rumors to discuss and then stick around after for more uh, multiverse bingo which is our little check-in to see how we're doing guessing what's going to come up in wandavision and as always, you know, we'll try to answer as many of your questions along the way in the chat. So with that, Ricky, I think go for it, man. Did you like hey, that, Frank? A little surprise. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Did we lose Mikey? Uh, we might have, but he Looks can always like come back. He's taking a big, long he's, drink. It's the longest drink ever. It's okay. We'll get, <laughs> him. We'll get him back. We'll, we'll get, get him back. back. Stay hydrated. It. It's live. We're doing it live. Go All live. Right. All right. So first uh, on the docket, we got our first look at Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, how they're going to appear in the uh, in the show. I've never seen them like, before. You're right. Like, so you're spoiling this? <laughs> I mean, this is official images. It's Dude, should we say spoiler. spoilers before? I think we're saying spoilers before right, he shows yeah, anything. Why don't you take spoiler. a walk and go get something from the kitchen? And uh, oh, too late. Uh, looks too like late. a spoiler. There oh, you go. We're doing yep. it live. We're doing Sorry, it live. Spoiling this show. There it is. All I think right. the, the Zemo reveal is probably the biggest, I guess, if you want to call it spoiler, right? I it mean, would have been so much bigger if I just saw it in the show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's cool. That's good. These are all in the trailers. I'm digging the white 
the white on the uh, on Falcon's costume. I think it was kind of lost in a lot of the MCU stuff, and that's more of his classic <coughs> look. If I'm not mistaken, you're mistaken. Okay. <laughs> It's a, yeah, he it's, gets a tiara. He's gonna there's be a, legit. There's a lot. There's a lot more red in his in his wings, and then uh, like his wings are very bright red in the comics. And yes, there is a lot of white on his suit too. But but I mean, he's also got a lot of like bare open chest. Yeah, uh, we got a question from Cow Soda asking if those are uh, trading cards. I'm gonna guess those were trading cards. That yeah, they're from um, like Tops does the app. Like trading cards are now an app that you can collect. Oh, wow. That's, That's how a lot world. of the Star Wars images got released too. So weird. Um yeah, no. That app's Next. been out for a while. I saw well, they had one for X-Men a couple years back. Yeah. I like the suits. The Winter Soldier looked weird though. Like that's I'm not yeah, he was like wearing blue. Yeah. That was, it's that like was the, the Infinity War suit it had kind of a bluish tinge to it. Mm. But not blue and red together. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, what else you got? What else you got we for got us? got a new Wakanda series in the works for Disney Plus by Ryan Coogler's uh, production company. I, I think it was kind of lost in the sauce, though, that this wasn't like necessarily confirmed MCU stuff. It's just really a, a series of shows mm. set within Wakanda. I guess I, w- I mean, I guess like. The assumption is it's probably mostly MCU-ish, but I don't mind if the stories don't have anything to do with the larger Marvel universe. If as long as like they're cool, inspirational stories that take place in Wakanda, that, that sounds cool. I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, like an animated thing or yeah. Thoughts, Frank? I know you, you you're not a fan of Black Panther. I'm not a fan of the character of the Black Panther, but I love the world that they created in the movie, the black Panther and in the comic books. That was Just one of the, the bummers of that movie, right? I mean, you didn't really get, there's not a lot of Wakanda in that, in that movie. I thought there was plenty of Wakanda. A lot was, of Wakanda. Yeah. I they think it's like a technological stuff. city. You just kind of got to see the mines and then his palace. What? And, hey. and the markets and the, okay, the markets, like one scene. And how, how they elect mm. officials, their government yeah. officials. And, um, we got to see uh, Mbaku's tribe, and we got to and, see and the strip club. You don't remember the strip club scene? <laughs> was it that was the deleted scene. Uh, oh, I might have been drunk. All right, moving that, on. That was the hustler version. Yes, we got some new Funko Pops. I swear, I feel like you have new Funko Pops every week for us. Uh, well, because there is new Funko Pops every they, week. They generate them every week. Like, yeah. I'm all for reporting on all these things, but man, that's a lot of Funko Pops, man. Well, I think it's because it wasn't there's obviously no conventions right now. Right. And wouldn't this be Toy Fair time? Uh, Toy Fair would be in about a week or two. Yeah. yeah right. So it's most likely why a lot of the stuff's coming out. But there is uh, some Avengers post credit scene shawarma. Eating. Oh, like a shawarma diorama where they're just yeah. sitting around eating shawarma. That's, and that's then there's this- cute. This giant uh, Galactus, which is like one of the big 10-inch ones. Um, giant. I, I hate Funkos, though. I'm not a big Funko fan. <laughs> the people love them. Well, there goes that endorsement. Oh, I mean. Yeah, great. I'll say I'll, I'll love Funkos. They pay us. I mean. <clears throat> Let's. What else you got? Ricky is for sale, and so is this show. Funko. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. FYI. 
we will display all the Funko behind us if you give it, if you pay for us. Yep. Now I know, I know you don't like uh, the Mezco stuff, but we got some looks at the. Mezco, I like the Mezco stuff better than the Funko stuff, just so you know. Mezco Mobius or Morbius, sorry. Morbius. Morpheus. <laughs> Mor- Morpheus. Morbius. Uh, I actually really love this figure. He looks amazing. That's the that's the living vampire, uh, all in twelve inch plastic. That's or sorry, one twelve six inch plastic. It's well, amazing. I like the soft the soft goods. That's they cool. look pretty good. They look pretty good. Yeah, I like the like different he, face the faces available like the, for him. The screaming face it looks like he's the lead singer of a metal band. His little like case that he comes with opens up and lights up as like well, a, like a coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm assuming this was time for the movie that was eventually delayed till at, next. At this point, nothing's time for anything anymore. <laughs> uh, that movie's coming out in 2024, probably. <clears throat> It'll be good. Lastly, a lot of toy stuff this week. We talked about it uh, two weeks ago about the uh, Maestro Hulk Legends. But we, now were, we, got we were talking about it in Avengers. No, I don't think we talked about the figure. We talked about the Maestro is going to be in the um, in the Avengers update with Hawkeye, uh, the video game, the video game update. Uh, I think next week, and so this is a nice tie-in for it. There's a new figure for the Maestro, which, if anybody doesn't know, is a future version of Bruce Banner, where he ends up becoming the bad guy and taking over the planet, and he's just super cool looking. So it's but actually, is, what people don't know is that um, he got the beard and hair from activating the Santa Claus when the previous oh, that makes the previous Nick died. Yeah, yeah. You know what does bum me out about that about that figure? And I know it's I know it's being a little lazy and reusing, but don't don't move any further. Leave it there where the Aunt Ricky. That picture <laughs> that picture that you showed of him is the the picture. Uh, the the drawn picture that they had just mm-hmm. perfectly they cut off right below the shins so that you can't see that he's actually supposed to be wearing boots uh see they cut it off right there on the on the picture oh. but <laughs> but this guy is not savvy he wears he wears shoes and i thought it was pretty lazy that the figure just uses the old mold from the last toy fig uh, the last hulk figure so they're like that. Nah, now he's got torn pants and and bare feet. I'm surprised they didn't add this little bulge right here. Whatever. That's a <laughs> whatever. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quadricep, Ricky. Quadricep. Okay. He works I, out on the stairmaster. I'll never forget we were we were playing Avengers and Dennis enlightened me. I had the question on: Does the Hulk poop? And if the Hulk does poop, are they big poops or little poops? And I, you've you've explained to me that this has happened in the comics and that's how he died. No, wait a minute. We Mike is back. Oh, Welcome Mike, back. Mike, Sorry about that. Mike, uh, Mike came back snafu. at a weird, a weird time to come back right there. Yeah, because you guys are talking about the Hulk taking a dump, and oh, I'm yes. actually curious too. In in Marvel Zombies, which is a kind of like an alternate universe story, uh, actually written by Robert Kirkman, who it created The Walking Dead. Uh, he had fun creating his own zombie universe of, of Marvel. And in that story, uh, the characters are are a little different from Walking Dead because whenever they consume people, they suddenly regain their humanity temporarily. So like when they're not hungry, they're 
perfectly normal again. Of course, they are uh, like burdened with the guilt of knowing they just ate a human being or something like that. But so the Hulk in zombie universe is he has the appetite of the Hulk. Uh, (laughs) And the unfortunate problem with that is if he is savage when he eats, but then he shrinks down after he's nice and full, he still has a full stomach equivalent to that of a Hulk. So basically humans are like sneakers bars and getting them over his hangriness. Yeah. But once he turns back into Banner, unfortunately, his guts explode because there's too much food inside of him. He's got like arms right. sticking out. So stuff. the food doesn't change size, even though the Hulk does. So I got, I got a question for you guys, a Hulk question. Maybe you guys can answer for me. Uh, there's Bruce and there's is Dave. Is it David Banner? No. What was, no there's two different that's, Hulks, that's right? The rapper. No, 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 no David Banner. But there's two different Hulks, right? Okay, there, there. It depends on what you mean, right? But there has been a second Hulk in the comics, at least one other one, unless you count She-Hulk as well. What uh, if Amadeus Cho is a newer Hulk that was in the comics for a little while? But if you're talking about the difference between David Banner and Bruce Banner uh, from the 1970s slash 80s TV shows, yes, uh, they they are technically the same person. The one in the played by uh, Bill Bixby is his. The name of his character was David Bruce Banner, and the reason for that is because uh, at the time, uh, television people or television execs or whatever they thought that the name Bruce sounded gay. That is the actual really? reason. Yes, so and Bruce because Banner. It, so they named him David. Wow. Because I, I knew I wasn't crazy. No. Yeah. <laughs> you blew uh, my mind right there. <laughs> and it's, and it, and you know, and it, it, it probably has something to do also with the, the, a lot of the, a lot of the stigma created by the Batman and Robin show from the sixties. Right. Right. Uh, where a lot of people made fun of, of Bruce and Dick for hanging out together all the time in their underwear and stuff like that. It's a lot of gay undertones. It's, it's, it's in that I show. mean, what, for whatever reason, like, yeah, it's homophobia is the reason that he was uh, renamed David. So fun that's, that's why Bruce Bixby fun. himself was gay. Bill Bixby or Bill Bixby, Bill Bixby. Sorry, I don't know Bruce, that Bruce sounded natural. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so we were wow. we were both right, Ricky. There is a David Banner rapper. So yes, yes there is a David Banner. So there's what's the, what's the song? <laughs> so there's a fun piece of history. I'm glad I could share and answer your question for you. No, that that's uh, awesome, man. That's why I'm here. Yes. Uh, welcome Last, back, by the way. Yeah. Sorry about that. Last bit of news. Um, it's actually a bit of comic news. We actually, it's like one of the first bits of comic news that we had on this comic show. <laughs> what? Um, but we uh, have a new Fantastic Four life story. Um, and I think Frank might be a little more versed in this, but they're essentially taking, from my understanding, a bunch of uh, Fantastic Four story arcs and combining them into a long form story. That tells the life of uh, the Fantastic Four. And they apparently did this with Spider-Man, I think, last year. Uh, but this is all to celebrate the 60 years of uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, that's cool. I've actually never even heard of these, so I'm going to go look them up real quick when I get uh, when I get away from the show. And 
consume the Spider-Man one real quick. I mean, yeah. this is all kind of like primer for them to come back to the MCU, basically, right? Uh, kind of, yeah, pretty much. Are, like, are they gonna? Though. They're gonna have to redo this what for the third time? Yes, <laughs> this is yes. the third lineup of this show, uh, Fantastic Four. When, when when they when they enter the movie universe. Presumably, it will be for the third time. Yes, they'll get but, it right this time. Well, but, fourth, finally, fourth. Well, because, fourth. Well, no, uh, Roger Corman's one was never officially released, though. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it was just made to fulfill contractual obligations. I have owned it in my life, and it is awful. Uh, but yes, um, he means great. Uh, but awful. but I think there is something to be said about like we might be putting the cart before the horse by assuming that they're going to do things the standard way going forward, because a lot of what we saw today in WandaVision would suggest that we don't know what they're going to do. And I think it's the perfect time for us to talk about that show. Right, Ricky? Right. It is WandaVision time. Hit the button. Hit the button. It's our spotlight time. It's time to talk about the show that we've been waiting for. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about, uh, obviously, WandaVision Episode 5. And I thought that uh, the title of this episode was hilarious because it was one of those ones called On a Very Special Episode. And for me, that just triggered so many memories of so many stupid sitcoms deciding to take a break from being hilarious and and tell a story that had purpose and and it just it always it always just came off really it's, i was talking to cool dennis problems. earlier it's like it's a take a knee sit down on the couch listen son this is the way life is yeah but you're gonna be better oh, don't man. do drugs i was so happy this episode was not about like don't do drugs or or the dangers of gun violence or any, anything like that. No, no, I, I felt like this was the best on a very special episode we've ever, I've ever been, you know, subjected to. And it's this because was the, the dangers of drone violence, actually. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, as the name suggests, uh, this is where everything took a serious shift, uh, culminating in vision and sword confronting Wanda about bending reality. And, uh, just before a surprise guest appears at the door. And if you consider that a spoiler, sorry, but I promise you from here on out, we're definitely spoiling this. So right. if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. But yeah, what what do you guys have to think about this one? Do you guys want to do you guys want to talk more about like the beats that happen in the episode, or do you just want to talk about what you like the most? What what did you like? Um, as a you know, coming from a filmmaker's perspective, the production value of the whole series is amazing to me. Um, they're nailing all these intros from the different eras. Like, I guess this was the '80s one, so it's more like the family ties with the pictures that you know morphed into the titles and everything. It was so family ties, right? And that was also growing pains was the pictures. Yeah. Oh, was it? I thought Family yeah, Ties Cos was the pictures. Cosby, uh, Cosby Show did it too. Family Ties had the paintings. Oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, that's right. You're okay. right. You mean, oh, sorry. When dancing. you when you mean pictures, okay. you mean like the photos. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, Family Ties, yeah. Family Ties was the painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, well, you just you skipped, baby, you just skipped right there. Up. Yeah, no, I. It was really funny because like I was trying really hard to think about like 
I couldn't remember the 80s sitcoms that I used to watch. And right. the second that started with that, that intro, I was like, oh, I suddenly yeah. remember all of the ones. It activated <laughs> me. It triggered me to remember all of them. And it just it cracked me up. Even that like even that door with the stained glass like window or like the windows on it is so that yeah, the attention to detail is pretty crazy. Yeah, when we had talked about it before, like I was all like, Oh yeah, eighties sitcoms like full house and you're all like you guys you're an idiot stop it frank you idiot yeah that's I don't, 90s, I, don't, you idiot. I don't i don't think i said that but I'm yeah sure i, I said like I, it was, it was I, that insulting. I definitely meant it though i yeah, definitely meant that sure. yeah yeah i i deserved yeah. it yeah because yeah. once like once we got off that 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 podcast i was just thinking oh yeah like one day at a time uh family ties uh what were some other ones cosby show for cosby, sure cosby uh Charles in charge. Charles in charge. Uh, yeah. Webster. Webster. Oh, Webster. Oh man! Oh, it's man. like uh, the greatest, a, different different American hero. Remember that? Yeah. I actually, you never watched it. Or not. Curly what? Hair. You never watched the Greatest American Hero? Frank? We've talked about that, and you've believe it or not. God, I'm you idiot! On I can't you're such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot! What an idiot! See, yeah. it's it's proof now. It's proof. Unless he yeah, edits it out. This stuff uh, was even on Nick at night, so you guys are I'm out of out of left yeah, field. You're out of the loop. But the, the important thing is it was pretty damn accurate uh to right. to that it, to capturing that. But what I really did like about that also is while they did capture that 80s, now they did this cool thing where they kept switching back and forth between the 80s stuff going on in yeah. Wanda's little TV world and then going back out to Sword, you know, to to, right. to 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 uh, you know, fill in more it's blanks. A, and stuff. It's a mix now. For sure. Say, you, you cool. Okay. No. Well, Frank, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's just, let's, right. let's say, let's stay on the positive for a minute now, because okay, I fair. I feel some, I feel some, some negativity coming from Frank. There, there, there's so much positive on this show. Tell there's us good- what, what's your positives, Frank. Um, what's a good one. Um, let me see. Uh, Hold on. Go, go, go to a different question. Go, go to a different person. Ricky, Ricky, what was one of your favorite things? Oh, you know what? I Actually, like... I'm going to take it back. Right. Feisty, Wanda. Feisty Wanda was my favorite positive. That, that's like, where we, I was going to go. We actually got to see her. Uh, you were going to take my answer, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was ready to. Um, I, I really liked uh, seeing like the feisty kind of um, protective Wanda. Like You get hints of that um, in the Marvel, in the MCU, but it's never – 100% justified and it's usually in the service of other people like Ultron when she was starting off or like mm-hmm. later on when she was protecting Cap and that incident yeah. at Lagos which I'm sure we'll come to um, occurred um, this time it was just her like she was about to have some marital throwdowns with the vision like he floated up he rose up and she's all oh yeah I could fly too yeah. mm-hmm. I always um, like that they do the bended knee thing you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that looks way better in the comics guys it looks yep. very stiff. oh you mean when he's hovering up he's got one knee yeah there you yeah, go yeah, right yeah. there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, I promise that looks so much better in the comics than it does in real life but I, no, it looks great I love, I love the way that looks and um, she needs a the leotard when she does it it also doesn't like they need the costumes and then i yeah. like when when haywood uh pulled out his sword dick and then uh wanda actually pulled out a bigger 
larger, yeah. fatter, veinier dick. And like, well, well the, the, the image you got where they all, the lasers all turn around and pointed at him tells it all, that you know, amazing. like you're clearly not in charge. You might think you're in charge, but you're not in charge. You are not yeah. Charles, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Come back with Charles. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I got a red dome now. Unless you got I want, Scott you know, I want Charles in charge of me, not you. That's not yeah. happening. <laughs> nice. I would, I would go with Feisty, but I, I like the, you know, she's obviously pissed, you know, and I like that they're showing that the, there's a gray area in this universe for these characters, you know. They're, she's not good, but she's not bad. She's kind of in this space where you know she's, she's obviously she's, she's working her shit out right yeah we're watching, her spiral, at, we're watching yeah. her spiral out of control yeah. right now he, she's obviously not in control but she's okay with it to an extent oh yeah people are allowed to have bad days and i don't think i don't think avengers should be any exception right like um it's just her bad days are really really bad and they're, they're and they're yeah they affect a lot of people yeah they're highly but, destructive but yes. i think i really i really appreciate that they're starting to like actually show the audience like like everybody everybody who wasn't quite sure like just so you guys know she's super powerful she's like really really powerful and this all goes back to like what started that whole drama in 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 civil war right which is like mm-hmm. oops i accidentally blew up an entire like floor of a building because right. i'm that powerful you know what i mean like it's it's i mean to be fair that they, was also a bomb they, too but like you know right i mean they even made reference to it about you know saying that she could have beat um I always Thanos. Oh, yeah. They made reference to it. And you see when Rambo kind of, you know, when uh, they said Captain Marvel's name, you see she kind of threw them a look like uh, when her name was mentioned, she gave this weird like foreshadowing look. But she also redirects the she redirects the focus to be like, that's not who we're talking about right now. You know, and and, and it's it's her. And it is true. Like, uh, uh, you know, when I watch Infinity War or sorry, when I watch Endgame. That's like one of my favorite moments in that whole battle scene because like she was going to wreck him and then he has to say because he's got no he's got no cards up his sleeve in that moment. He's about to just get just ruined and he says, make it rain. And then then his ship starts shooting, you know, fire down from above. And that's the only thing that saved him from her wrath. And she was very wrathful because he killed Vision the second time. You know? That's yeah. one of my questions. Like, how does everyone have such intimate details about yes. every oh my god! And I totally, I totally want to get to that one. I promise we will. Okay. I really do because I have, I have a theory on that one. But well, I'll, I'll piggyback on Mikey's point of Monica in that uh, Captain Marvel moment. There's also a point where they start calling Wanda like a terrorist, right. you know, and she's very quick to point out like, yo, that's not what she is. Like she doesn't have political motivation, motivation. She's obviously dealing with some shit, but I thought that was really neat to, you know, rope that back in because obviously that term has a definition that they're trying to put her in this box. Well, that was kind of her that storyline about her through like a lot of those movies was she was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's dangerous to everybody else. Let's 
let's put the clamps on her so she can't hurt everybody. You know, yeah. they were treating her like a terrorist. Yeah. She was the ongoing theme with she her was, character. She was their nuke, right? right? She she right. was their nuke. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and like when the when the two teams lined up in Civil War, uh, you just can't help but look at it and be like, okay, which one's Scarlet? Which okay, that's the one that's winning. That's right. the team that's going to win, whichever one she's on, because the rest of those Avengers, they can't hold a candle to her. Like, See, yeah. and that, that's why it was good that uh, they had Hulk and Thor off world. Off the off the table. Yeah. But just right, like, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just like they did, just like they did in the in the comics, too. Right. Like they had Except that, they had they had Thor in the comics, but they had fake Thor because real one wasn't he wasn't one in the picture. Right. right. So they he had a, he was a robot, right? They had a cyborg. Yeah. A cyborg yeah. that they made. Uh, but the point the point is this the story the the story of civil war intentionally removed the biggest hitters from the 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 board so that the story could the the battle could be a little more evenly matched and a little less destructive you know but um we did have a question from Cow Soto which kind of tied in she was saying oh, yeah. she read something about uh this pulling from a Monica Scarlet Witch mutual trauma storyline in House of M is that a thing i don't remember Monica being a part of House of M at all. Yeah, I don't remember. Sure. Uh, I just listened to House of M over this week. And yeah, sorry, that was that was his new listen that he did. And in fairness, uh, that's more comics than I read this week. So I'll give it to you this week. You know, um, I, I don't remember Monica in that story. But yeah, um, sorry, see, Calcio. I don't think that's a thing that at least that we recall. I, I will definitely well, look well, it up. I'm meaning on, to reread House of M anyway. On the M- Monica topic, they they. Tease her superhero persona, but what what is they say photon in in it like sh- they they do mention the word photon, but she's talking about a photon. Yeah, she's talking about photons. But you know, yeah. it's Which the I fact that, that can't be uh, she couldn't be X rayed, and I I don't know what Monica's powers are. Like what what are she's yeah. got like shape shifting powers. She's got uh, nondescript energy powers. Light. Uh, she can travel at light speed and stuff, she right? Can like fly. she could absorb energy. Yeah. They always have that that grab bag of energy powers. You always yeah. have your heroes that have that, right? Energy right. powers for sure. She's Starlight. She's Starlight. <laughs> Kinda. Yes. Um, I know. I know. We have one big like that we all want to get to, but before we get to that one, I just have to share my personal like, which was. Do we know that's one big like that we all share? I think that it's something that we all care deeply about. Okay. Um, I have one. That's that's probably not on the rest of your list. In fact, I know because I looked at your list. Um, <laughs> the, I think he was the unsung hero of this episode. Norm delivered one of the best scenes of that entire episode. He's a Vision's coworker that's there learning about the magic of computers and how it can do all these things and possibly even get him a wife. And <laughs> they read the fun email. And then he's like, well, Vision, what are you going to reply? You know, what are you going to say? You're the office funny guy. And Vision uses his powers to shut down the computer because he's very disturbed by it. And then he's like, whoa, I can do that. And then he looks at Norm and shuts down whatever is controlling Norm. And in that moment, that actor loses his shit. And he just becomes this manic frantic person who's like oh, yeah. where's my phone oh my family blah blah all these like it's going crazy he's nuts and i loved it so much because vision doesn't know what to do in that moment mm-hmm. probably not the best judgment but he then puts his fingers back on norm and and as much as you know that scene is very disturbing i just really loved watching that actor 
just on on a on the flip of a switch just switch back into mm-hmm. into regular norm and i was like if that scene didn't sell the entire crazy creepiness of this episode i don't know what does you know what i mean like that that entire moment was just so disturbing on all the levels well visions um or Paul Bettany had some awesome chops at the end of that episode too, when he's having that argument, which he does. Is a, yeah. It felt well, very real. Too. Like, let's talk about yeah, Norm. That, well, yeah, I think we already knew Paul Bettany is a good actor, though. Right. No, that he's good. he's who he is. He might well, go but, places. Uh, no, but no, but you're right, Ricky. But I like what I'm saying is like I think Norm set a great tone for the mm-hmm. rest of that episode. You know what I mean? Like the whole time after that. We're just like, this is leading up to something like and then it did. It gave us that confrontation that we were wanting to see. Right. It's crazy to think that this is like an MCU show with almost zero action or fighting so far. That's cool. That's like and it's good. Like it's it's a nice, super welcome change of pace. Yeah. Seeing these little intricacies of these characters bicker at each other like they're definitely letting the acting carry this series mm-hmm. so far for sure um one thing about norm's um his freak out when he's talking about her he, he they, they cleverly brought up her which i think is meant to make us believe it's wanda but it's probably another her obviously and you know maybe they're trying to make us think agnes wanda i don't know they're, i feel like they're trying to fake us out somehow yeah because I feel I, like there's different levels of awareness between different people. Like the yeah. one neighbor that pops in all the time seems to know what's going on. Ag- Agnes, the brother yeah. that lives next door kind of seems to know what's going on. But the guy that Vision kind of brought back to reality didn't. He was just like, I didn't know what's going on. I'm waking up from my dream. What's happening to me right now? And, you know, I have to well, and put him back in whatever, you know whatever she's got going on or whoever's got whatever mind control going on with him. Yeah. You know, he went back to normal, like nothing was happening. They so, kind of throw so, us in for a loop though with Agnes at the beginning when she, uh, she does that break of character. Let's go back. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that right now, but I want to, I want to rant real quick on um, Agnes right now. So they're trying to make us believe that Mephisto's the big bad of this series, right? Mm-hmm. Are um, they, I don't know. I can't tell if they are. I feel like they're leading the, the diehards into thinking that Mephisto's the big bad, right? Cause everything, yes. every, everyone you yes. hear about says that it's, Mephisto, we, right? we keep talking about Mephisto. So yes, you're probably right. Sure. They and are, then, they are, they are at least red herring us into sure. that. Yes, and, and then um, everyone's saying that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. What if she's not Agatha Hark, Ag- Agatha Harkness? That would be amazing. I, I would die. I would be happy if, if it was she's Agatha. Mephisto. What if she's, she's Mephisto? Yeah, sure, Mephisto, or maybe the Grim Reaper. Um, because she was, she was talking about bringing people back to life. She was genuinely surprised when, when Wanda you was talking that? about that. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. What? Like maybe maybe she knows how to do that, and she was just kind of acting acting dumb or something, you know. How how about this? Can we agree that Agatha is definitely somebody for, or sorry, Agnes is definitely somebody from the comics? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, and that's this. I'm that's the neighbor, right? That's the the one who keeps talking. Yeah, yeah something, the one that seriously can, something shady about her. Who, who lies yeah. about where she lives? Because she said, "Hey, I live on your right." Oh wait, that's my right, not your right, right? right. That's what she said. No, she doesn't live there because that's where uh, the my man. That's where that guy. Yeah, lives. that's where he lives at. Yeah. 
So, and she doesn't live with him unless he's every, Ralph. Every every time you say my man, you're referencing Rick and Morty, correct? Yeah, yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay, because cool. he was I'm glitching just, out and cutting the cutting the fence. I'm just making yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, what I I think you have some other rabbit holes that you wanted to take us down really quick, Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. So we were uh, we were just talking about okay. So uh, Ricky started leading us to um, where she kind of um, broke her broke her character a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like she, she she's pretty good at rolling with the punches whenever they throw like some kind of weird ad lib at her. She's good at like, you know, going with it. But then all of a sudden, like he's all like visions. All, oh, maybe you better not hold her. And then she's all like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know my line. I do you want to take it from the top? Like, it's like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. It's like, like, yeah like, like they reset. And then you see like the hard edit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so like TV show. Is she is she trying to clue Vision in, or is she trying to hide Vision from it? Because it, it's pretty inconsistent from show to show. Um, in, in that episode where I was referencing the My Man guy, um, anyone know his yeah, name? Yeah, she's she's Herb, right? Herb, 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 Herb. Yeah, yeah. Herbs and spices. Um, she, <laughs> she was obviously trying to kind of keep Vision from it, but still, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what her motive is. Like, she, it, it seems pretty inconsistent to me. Anyway. Um, right. It's like it's it's very it gets very Truman show ish when those two <laughs> were standing over there. And exactly. it's like what did they it's like they know what's going on. They're part of it. She so does, that, but then every so what, often she plays like she doesn't know what, what's right. going on. Oh, was, that, like, was that one of your likes or was that what's her game? No, it's kind of one of my hey, kind of moments. It's not okay. it's not a like or dislike. Well, what's uh, one of your likes then? You 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 let you, I, I went okay. I went to everybody so, else. So, I went so to the rest I like, of the class. Okay, sorry. Um that was a little aside just because Ricky had brought it up. Um, so one of my likes is, is that they always have something to do with um, some kind of animal that's a recurring theme, or sometimes they have like a, an object that's a recurring theme in the show. Um, they had giraffes a while ago and I was looking up giraffes, what they meant. And uh, <laughs> they can mean like looking in the future because of their tall necks, they could see like um, ahead of things or what's going yeah. on, or they could also mean like, um, uh, return to a natural order of things that they, they have a lot of meetings. So um, one of the things that kept happening was sailboats. I kept seeing sailboats all over this, uh, this episode, there was a picture okay. of a sailboat over the mantle uh, right. above their mm-hmm. stairs. They have a, a wooden carving of a sailboat um, at uh, what was the company computational services incorporated. Mm-hmm. They had a golden sailboat over on the filing cabinet. Okay. And I'm all like, what the hell? What's, what's like a sailboat? The number 23 in this episode. Yeah, like, yes. I, I love I it. Am a guys. You're, you're I, deep that, in the weeds, man. I <laughs> so, love it. I, he's going to bring it back. Watch. He's going to bring it back. Mean journey, adventure, exploration. That's that's one of the things they can mean. And it could be like this is a, a journey or an exploration of, of you know, um, the, the soul or, or magic or something like that because we're going into the multiverse of madness, right? It's an exploration. But right. also, if you know uh, about like Osiris, like the god of fertility, uh, agriculture, the afterlife, or Anubis, um, also uh, a god of, uh, let me see, afterlife, cemeteries, tombs, the underworld, stuff like that. So they have this thing called the Sekum Scepter, and that symbolizes control, like whoever holds the scepter is in control. In certain hieroglyphs, we have something that looks like a sailboat mast, and that's a thing that's the breath of life because it's the breath of life that pushes the sail uh, onward, right? So there's an association with the sailboat and the breath of life and then, you know, death. So all the themes kind of tie back into what's happening uh, with Wanda and with Vision. 
and uh, her putting him on like the breath of life uh, or on, on the exploration of the breath of There's life. Some on set director from the show, like cheering in his room right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like super he's, stoked. He's, he's listening right now, or he <laughs> is, or he is seven months from now when he finds this podcast. Yes. And he's if like, we get one validated he's either Frank doing that or he's either like, did he even watch the show or he's just like watching all of what's <laughs> yeah. going on in the background? The whole point of the show was there was a dog in it, guys. I mean, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> did you not see me. the beekeeper kind of get out of the sewer? What are you, what are you talking yeah. about? You're yeah. talking about sailboats? The only thing sailboats mean is uh, prostitutes. That's all it means. That's all it was. I had a prostitute. Like, it's going to be something like that, right? <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Alina is correcting us and letting us know that, or she. Yes, the sailboat could be a she. We don't know for sure. <laughs> well, most, yeah. Yeah, well. Yes. Um, the, uh, the I mentioned it just a minute ago. Uh, Frank, I know you had it on your list. The dog. Oh, yeah, Sparky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Sparky because I, I just got done rereading uh, Tom King. Tom Tom King's run on Vision. He had a 12-issue miniseries of Vision where Vision from, makes his own family. From 2015, to right? 2015, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it, it centers on Vision. It gets really dark really quick, but it has a lot of the same references that this show has yeah. um, in that it references like possibly Agatha Harkness. This one overtly references Agatha, Agatha Harkness, but um, it, it has Sparky in there. That's That was like Sparky's like um, first appearance or some, something of that nature. And yeah. what it was, was a, a neighbor lost his dog and uh, his dog uh, died on, on, in, uh, I think one of the kids killed him or, or so, something, oh, something happened where the dog died tragically. So, so vision, vision real one, right? As a, yeah, he, as a, yeah. He took his brain, the, the dog's actual Jesus. brain, and he made a synthesoid dog. And they named it Sparky, and that was the the family so dog. You think that's about to happen pretty soon? As, I mean, he Possibly. he came and went pretty quickly. Or Possibly. or that dog, or the point of that dog was to just be a, a slight reference to Sparky, and and yeah, that's why sure. it was named Sparky. You know, um, one uh, other reference that they had before before I shut up for for a while, I'll let you guys talk. Um, <laughs> is that uh, the plaid shirt that Vision wears when he's dancing with the baby? Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much the plaid shirt that he wears, like when he's lounging at home in that uh, miniseries. In that, oh yeah. So he's just saying it. I just wanted to point that out. And that that's it. Everyone, you ever notice like once in a while there'll be some days where he's dressed impeccably, and then there's some days he's kind of just like a little bit disheveled. I feel like that's um, that's a progression of the generations, like more. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like more like, like the, when, the, when he was in the 50s and 60s episodes, he was required to be dressed up nicer. Right. But as we as we got to the 70s and 80s, it's right. a little bit like more casual. He had like one collar popped out and then like one think, was tucked in. And it, I, think, I, was like, I think it I think um, there's their uh, costume uh their their costume designer is just really good at picking up on all the little yeah. because you know like i key in on continent continuity issues like that quickly whenever i yeah. watch stuff and i was like wow his collar's out and i watched a whole episode to make sure it didn't like appear back in in the next frame yeah and it stayed out the whole time and then i watched the other ones and other episodes just to see if that was like a thing going through it but he was dressed impeccably especially in the 50s and 60s you know that you know yeah, that's the way they dressed every day. It's like you Mad Men. You can take that up with with. You can take that up with Shauna Tripchik, who is the costume designer on that show. I know yeah. I know her by name because she was also the costume designer on 
Dollhouse and Firefly and oh. many of other many of other uh, Joss Whedon's projects. Um, gotcha. But but yeah, uh, she's oh, really cool. One thing before I shut up for reals. Um, <laughs> so there's a thing called an Everbloom bo- Blossom in um, like Wondagore, which is where uh, Scarlet Witch comes from. Um, mm-hmm. It's mentioned in the Vision miniseries. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, so what happens is you eat one and then you eat one out of the stomach of something that ate it that died and then you could see the future so i thought it was very interesting that sparky <laughs> supposedly ate the azalea uh, and died. uh got it that was a bit of a reach but um you know we all said ah, at the end so i, I think sure i yeah. think or it's just like Oh, is it as a yawn? That's incredibly fascinating that you catch all that. Well, then again, you read the comics, so yeah. you're going to catch all those Easter eggs in there. I think uh, I think there's one last like big like that I think is for me. It's a big like and I think for Ricky and I think for Mikey, maybe. But I think this is going to take us into the dislike section for Frank. But the one I'm very impressed that it took us this long to get there. Way to go, guys. But Pietro, Pietro right. showing up at the end of that episode. And I think we had actually discussed the possibility a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago because Ricky told us that, you know, Evan Peters was going to be in this show and has been seen on set. And we're like, well, I guess he could be Quicksilver. He could be Speed or he could be Mephisto or he could be Mephisto disguised as Quicksilver or Speed, whatever. Like, um, yeah, he shows up at the end and he's totally recast. And yeah, and I, they made I, reference to it. <laughs> and they, they actually make reference to it in the in the outside world. Right. Mm-hmm, right. And I thought that was one of the most amazing things. But. The only reason I didn't think it was the most amazing thing is because uh, I think a lot of people just kind of like brushed it off. But they already pulled this trick once uh, in Spider-Man Far From Home. In Spider-Man Far From Home, in the post credit scene, we get the J.J. Jameson from the old Sam Raimi uh, yeah. movies. And to me, like I, if I was drinking like water or something in that moment, I would have spit it all <laughs> over the theater because uh, uh, and, and his name is this, uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Yeah. Simmons to me will always be J. Jonah Jameson because he is the best actor in that entire trilogy. And I, and, I, and it always made me sad because I was like, oh, I mean, you know, I can go back and watch those movies and they, they, they don't age particularly well, like some of them. But oh boy, yeah. But uh, but J.K. Simmons nails it every time. Right. And so when we started this new this this third round of Spider-Man, I was like, I wonder if they're ever going to do J.J. And I wonder if they'll ever find somebody as good. And then they just like they're like, nope, we'll never find somebody better. So here's J.K. Simmons. (laughs) And I was like, yes. What are the implications? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? You know, and and then I decided I decided I don't care what that means. (laughs) Let it just let it happen. Let it go. And it's fine. But Dennis, I'm with you, man. I, I can watch that dude on anything. Yeah, he's there amazing. are three actors that that were born in the, the roles. They literally are their character, and J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, um, 
Raza Ghoul, that definitely is Liam Neeson. And uh, Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Like, Ron Perlman, they just kind of cut off his horns and... He yeah, put, he looks poor. He didn't need much makeup; on. just paint him red. <laughs> you don't, you don't um, think Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man? Come on! All right, Robert Downey Jr. That's, that's, that's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Tony Stark, man. Come on. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, it gets a little muddy though. Now. I I like the reveal. I I like as a singular event. I I dig it. But I'm curious to see how they explain a lot of it, and if. If J.K. Simmons being back in the same role, does that mean something or is it See, like a selective thing? But that's what I'm saying. I think it does mean something because I don't think it's a coincidence that Far From Home was originally supposed to be a phase four movie. But then they decided, you know, like, no, nah, we'll call it phase three because it kind of puts a nice bow on 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 mm -hmm. on phase three. But like I think the reason it was supposed to be a phase four is because we were like uh, Mysterio is the first time the concept of the multiverse is referenced in yeah. Marvel in the MCU. Now, granted, that Mysterio ends up being a liar and there's no real multiverse yet, but he plants the seeds, right? He plants the seeds for the possibility of that happening. Uh, and we knew it was going to happen because we knew that Doctor Strange is going to have his whole multiverse of madness. We knew that Wanda was going to be doing weird reality bending stuff. And we also know that, uh, you know, in this in this last year that they've been scrambling to cast uh, Spider-Man 3 to be the live action version of Into yep. the Spider-Verse, basically. So I don't I don't necessarily uh, have a problem with J.K. Simmons being the first hint that we're merging universes on each other. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. um, because like to me, that's what makes this so fascinating is Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the Fox movies and Fox was its own separate X-Men, you know, franchise away from the Marvel cinematic universe. And while, you know, you know, the Marvel managed to legally have their own Quicksilver for one movie, uh, unless you count, you know, the end of winter soldier as well. Uh, let's let's be real. Evan Peters was the more entertaining. Oh, yeah, uh, he was a better quicksilver. Quicksilver. like he had the cool scenes like he had more character to him. He had, yet he left every time every movie that he was in asking more questions to, uh, you know, like they didn't necessarily give him his justice, like his due service, like through all of those movies. But here's the thing that I here's here's why I love this. The fact that they chose to bring a character from the X-Men franchise into this universe, aside from just the obvious of demonstrating Wanda can mess with reality. Okay. That's very clear. We've already seen that for the last four episodes, but the larger thing is it goes back to what I've said before about star Wars uh, and Disney, which is when Disney bought Lucasfilm shortly after they bought Marvel, uh, I mean, the difference is, you know, you're buying Marvel, you're buying like an empire of 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 like comic books uh, uh, and, and all these movies and all this cartoons, all this history. You buy Star Wars. Effect effectively, you're buying six movies. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're also buying you're also buying, uh, you know, some cartoons and some uh, all the books if you want to, you know, whatever. But most people know Star Wars as these six movies. And the trick is. Yes, they also bought Indiana Jones as well. I get that. But when you buy Star Wars uh, and you're Disney, 
your intention is never to sell people on the Star Wars that they like. Your job is to build a new Star Wars that not only sells people on the ones they like, but also the ones they didn't like, right? You have to get people on board with everything because who wins then? If you want to go buy a collector set of all Star Wars movies, uh, Disney would prefer you buy the collector set that has all six, right? Because it costs more. And and so if they can sell you on, uh, you know, through a Mandalorian show, through a Clone Wars TV show, through Rebels, through any any different thing they add to, through the new trilogy, you know, like if they can include pieces of the Star Wars that your generation does like and and the stuff that your generation doesn't like but make you okay with it, then it's more money for them, right? Because they're effectively selling you all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If Disney then goes and buys Fox, and we know we know that Disney bought Fox uh, for a lot of reasons, but one of the ones that made us as Marvel fans very excited is because it gave Marvel the rights back to the Fantastic Four and most importantly, the X-Men. Because the X-Men are a huge part of the Marvel Universe. And the problem is, like, as much as we want to see things rebooted, we kind of like some of the old stuff, right? We do. We like, like, you can't argue with Hugh Jackman is an awesome Wolverine, even if he's six six foot two. You can't argue that Ryan Reynolds is not the most perfect human being ever, which I would argue he should be on your list as oh, well, Frank. It's up to yeah. five now. Yeah, 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 that's Ryan what I was about to Reynolds say. That, that should be Deadpool. Two perfect people. So he was it's in Disney. Origins. He was it's, in, it's in Disney and Marvel's best interest if they can find a way to make you fond of those X Men movies and 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 retroactively bring them into their MCU. That's genius. That's just genius. That's just good business right there. So that's why I loved it because it's it's like now they can cherry pick the things they want from X Men mm-hmm. and the things that we love, the things that we love the most, right? So, I mean, is there anybody here that didn't love Quicksilver in those movies? I, yeah, he was cool, he was man. Great. Though those scenes were awesome. Yeah. Is there anybody here that really needed the other Pietro to come back? Hell nope. no. Exactly. I like. I, like I, I, I literally have. Age of Ultron right, right right now because I don't really even remember him in the movie. Yeah, he's you know, so yeah. yeah, so I just remember he died. They even cropped his <laughs> little scene out. They showed in the they showed her uh, rap sheet or whatever, and she's protesting. Mm-hmm. They cut him out of that. They cut him out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's like a flex on you know, it's like we're Disney. We just it's it's. Almost on the same level of like Luke at the end of End of Mando. Spoilers. No, no, no. Season two. In terms of like the money get, you know, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. But I get. I get what you're trying to say, though. I get it. Is it? It's. It's that they're they're trying to bridge. They're trying to bridge uh, universes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're mixed and matching the best things from different universes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're just offending Frank when you start comparing 
uh, Evan Peters Quicksilver to Luke Skywalker. It's a little, it's a little, it's, so that, that weird, blow it's a bridge, it, it's, it's a bridge, it's a bridge too far for Frank, but that, I get that it. thing was I mean, super weird looking. It looked like a weird sex doll. It looked like uh, Patrick Stewart at the end of X-Men Wolverine Origins. Like a, like a weird blow up doll. He was just sitting there like this. And I'm all like, what the hell is going on? Why is Luke doing that? Well, but I, one thing I think is interesting, Wanda knew who he was. So, do you think uh, Wanda knows? I don't, I don't think, no, I don't I think, think she knows who she was. No, she had to stare at him for a good minute and then ask that as like, holy no, shit, no, he's no, back. No, because then she asked him, Pietro? She asked him because she wasn't sure. Like, that's that's what she did. So I don't think she. So that it. brings in the question: Is is she really the one that's controlling all this that's going on? I mean, I think there's a lot that's been suggesting that she's not. That's I still right. think it's like a eighty twenty or a ninety yeah. ten split. Yeah. But Frank, I know, I know that I took a lot of time, probably just as much as you did. So <laughs> I want you to tell me why that Pietro scene was your dislike. So history Let's, shows that Anubis – no, I'm kidding. Uh, we're not going to go back that way. But uh, what it was was – okay, it wasn't so much the fact that Pietro shows up. Uh, that's something that I wanted. I want Evan Peden, Peters to be there as mm. Pietro. That's just something that I do want. But what I think is going to happen is it's going to be some stupid meta fake where yep. he's he's Mephisto or he's Mysterio or he's someone with an O for the end of their name or something. You know, like it's going to be some stupid fake and it's going to be like, ha, gotcha, gotcha, audience, gotcha. It's going to be as meta as Darcy saying that stupid line about just he was recast. He was recast. How do you know? How do you know what Pietro looks like? He was he was out of the picture. The one scene where she's radicalized, he wasn't even in that picture. Well, TMZ was there. You don't how, remember? Yeah, that. TMZ. How, how do you know what he looks like? Like how how does Jimmy uh, know about the Mind Stone? And like how is he not? If he knows about the Mind Stone, not open to the possibility that someone could be brought back with something other than the Mind Stone? How do they know that uh, Captain Marvel was infused with the power of the Tesseract? How do they know that? Um, Darcy knows that uh, he's the only, uh, the world's only, the world's only uh, vibranium synthesoid. How does she know that? How do you know that? How do you know who fought what in what war? Like that's, we, we don't know every single battle in the civil war. We don't know every single battle in, in the Iraqi war. Like we, we don't know every single battle. How do you guys yeah. know all those battles? Well, I, I Frank and I are on the same page there. Like there is some weird, like, how do you know? Like we, we obviously know because we've, watched it in their events happen but the extra characters they wouldn't necessarily be privy like that was my beef when they had the uh captain marvel's or miss marvel show that's coming out later they they had a tease for that at the investor uh, day and like how does captain marvel have a growing fan base you know like it just it just seems super odd that that particular character would be that popular you know, I, th- I think what you guys have done is forced us to skip the dislikes and go straight to the questions, because I have to answer this because okay. I have a I have a question slash answer for this. Sure. Um, my question is, can we even trust that the show outside of the show is legit? Could Wanda or someone else be influ- influencing their heavy handed Yet extremely concise exposition, possibly through Monica. 
Yeah, that's horrible. And that's the horriblest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because then Jimmy Woo and Darcy become Inception uh, exposition bots. They're basically they're basically Skarsgård. No, but I'm saying what if they're part of the show, which is still WandaVision? Show with the show? Yes. That's what I'm saying. What if, what if there's a third? They're in the show within the show for exposition dumps. But they don't know the that they got the that they got pulled into it. And yes, they are in I, there. I don't for care if they know or not. Like there's still exposition dumps, whether they know it or not. Like, but you're sure making fun of. But you're making fun character. of how bad their exposition is. But I'm questioning whether or not it's not intentionally bad. I mean, I mean, even if it's not intent, like the the Mandarin was. Oh, a sorry, bad I actor. mean, I'm saying is intentionally bad. I'm sure. saying. You know, what's funny to me right now is there's a there's a group of writers right now writing this stuff, thinking about you guys. We're about to piss these guys the fuck off. I think they're not. I think they they know. (laughs) They know they're 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 thinking about they they have rent in your head right now. I think they know that they're pushing (laughs) Frank's buttons and I think they're having fun. They do, man, because it's too it's too on the nose. They're too obvious. Like, I don't think. That they are that I'll, they're dumping that amount of exposition, like coincidentally, or, or I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't like, be happy to go that route, but that would make never to that extent, a lot of never things. that bad, never okay, that bad. maybe never that bad, but they do dump exposition on you. They lead the audience through the nose. They they pull you by the yeah. nose and they lead you from each point to each point. Right, but well, I believe and that I has believe, a lot to do with the 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 amount of guys. Or the amount of knowledge you guys have at this, and they're so invested in these backstories that when you guys watch this, like somebody like me, I don't know all that. So when I watch it, yeah, I'm yeah. watching it for what it is, and I'm living in the moment. Mm-hmm. You guys have a whole reference. <laughs> I've always fall back that, like, on and be like, "This is not right." What were they thinking here? Like I'm watching it, sure. and then I'll go back and like research it and be like, "Oh, that's why that was," you know? Yeah. So like As I don't a fan, know. Though, like I love those little inconsistency. I love I love the difference. I love the difference between Iron Man in the Iraqi or in the in, in um, the Middle East as opposed to Iron Man in Vietnam because it was more um, it it was more in time like yeah, for 2008, cool. right? And then um, the, the 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 problem becomes though is that. So Iron Man didn't do a lot of hand-holding. Um, their exposition was presented to you creatively. Something like Iron Man 3, they do a lot of hand-holding where they explain every little facet of what's going on. Right. And it's it's aggravating. Yeah, show um, don't but one is starting to show signs of doing that where they where – they, um, Or they're gotcha. Or they gotcha. Or they gotcha, and I'll fully admit it. So when, when Mandarin came out, I was going to bring it up from Iron Man 3 um, – he was a horrible actor in the commercials, and I was calling it out. I was like, "That's stupid. That's stupid." Mandarin sounds so stupid in the commercials. This is dumb. Uh, it was, uh, and ben but Kingsley. then Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, King King. King yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great but actor, but so you see him in the movie, and it ends up he was hired. He was he was a bad actor. Who yeah, was he was an actor being an actor. Yeah, sure. So I, I was all like, "Okay, they got me. Fine, right." And I, I, I love that, that movie up. for that. I love That's it. For fine. That. I mean, that was the same thing with Jake Gyllenhaal in that in the Spider-Man movie too. He yeah. wasn't really who we we thought well, he was. The difference well, in that the difference in that though is he was exactly who we thought he was. 
because that is Mysterio's story. That's his backstory. Yeah. Is that is he it, pretends is it really? To, I, I, like yeah, I said, he, I don't know. Pretends, you know, that's what I'm he, saying. In the comics, he pretends to be a heroic character orig- initially. Right. Uh, but is actually, you know, a villain trying to do villainous things and stuff like that. Okay. But, gotcha. by, but by convince. So when we were watching those trailers for that movie, we're like, mm, I see what they're doing here. And it's cute and it's fun, but like we know we Frank so, and yeah. I and yeah we knew what was going to happen. And right. so it didn't make it not fun. It was still a fun movie. He's, yeah, he's, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Does it does it take the sale out of you when sometimes it's like I already know what's going to happen at the end. The wind out of our sale. Good, yeah, yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I was I was just correcting the sailor for a second. Yeah, I, think, I think I think Marvel does a good job. You sales in a while. Yeah. <laughs> They they're able to you know pull from the best, but also keep it exciting, right? So there was but some I, little twists with Mysterio that made it different, I would say. Yeah, but I also don't think they're dumb enough to 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 like to still to still fall to that level of exposition without a reason. I think there's a reason, and and I think we haven't seen it yet. So I think the onion's still being peeled. That's yeah, true. No, no doubt. True statement. With, no with this, with this. MCU universe, there's they, everything has a purpose. Even yeah. in WandaVision, everything is so, like I said, dense and tied together somehow. Uh, even with, you know, uh, Captain Rambo coming back, that's, you know, the daughter from, you know, yeah. I, I, I had to look it up. I was like, who is that? I, I don't know. That's not her. It's way too many years later. Oh, that's her daughter? Man, that's kind of dope. Man. I like Lieutenant that. Trouble. Yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Trouble. When you say yeah. Rambo, Dennis, how do you say it? Rambo. Ram- is it Rambo? I no. say Rambo. That's Monica Rambo, right? You say Monica I Rambo. Say, I yeah. say Rambo, but isn't that the way I, they say it on the show? No, it's spelled like it's like uh, everybody in the show says Rambo. So no, yeah, it's spelled no, like know. she's from like Louisiana they, or something. They all say it different ways. Even she. So it's Rambo, it's Rambo, or it's Rambo. Like they all say it in different ways. Well, right. it's that, I, that's I mean, pretty cool though because everybody's Monica different how they say it three yeah. different ways. I mean. I know people call you Francisco, so whatever. Right. So, but but people don't call me Francisco. Like, you know, well, like it's, I'm going to from now on. Right. Yeah. My people pronounce my last name like a bunch of different ways. Damron, Damren, whatever. But you pronounce yeah. it one way, right? Right. I I okay. pronounce it like it sounds Damron. It's R O N. But if you're from the South, you'll say Damren. That's, That's right. just what like they po? like Poe? Yeah. Oh sick. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Poe, yeah, Poe Dameron, yeah, but it's I actually have, Damron. I have I have yeah. some other questions for, oh, for yeah. the show that since we're since we're on the topic of what you know what's going on here, uh, I do have to know from a production point of view. I think they've been so consistent through the whole series up until mm-hmm. now. Did you guys not notice that the '80s sitcom stuff was filmed in sixteen by nine and shown in sixteen? I was going to bring that up. I mean. Look, <laughs> that was weird. In the last episode, you remember in the last episode when the aspect ratio changed? Yeah, yeah. every well, episode. That, that, was, that was honestly one of my favorite parts. I noticed that right when it comes, just because I edit and watch yeah. video every day. So I was like, okay, that's cool. They they got it in the right format from that time period. Why is and the 80s once, one in 16 by 9? And then what's even weirder is when it goes back to the outside world, it goes to fake letterbox where it's the two and uh Two it's and, like the widescreen, two, right? Yeah, two, two thirty, two thirty-fifths and one. You know, like right. ratio. Yeah, and I was like, okay, you're intentionally doing fake letterbox for TV for those, 
and you're doing full widescreen for for the 80s and that's I, not... I think it's because vision was starting to piece things together right and Maybe. i feel like oh, that, it's, or it's more yeah. when, they, when they break that that veil um, yeah. that, that's when it tends to do that that mm-hmm. but just to thing. be clear that's why i'm wondering if the world outside of their world is also another reality that's being manipulated because that yeah. one has its own aspect ratio that's i that's, think i think it's, it's just a TV show showing it's yeah. like because it's but one you know vision, right right tv production yeah, they're you, you just showing the, the different the aspect ratios theory. as it goes from yeah, yeah. I've got a matrix and a matrix theory, and I'm okay with it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Where Dennis, Dennis's point will make sense, and it's, it's kind of one of my brings my dislikes, but I, your your theory would kind of retcon it a bit. They no, drop- not retcon. It's not a retcon if they already wrote it in there. That it just corrects it in your, your brain. Correct it a, a bit. Correct. They they inform us that Wanda was the one that got Vision out of uh, the sword base. Yes. Nine days ago or no, nine days prior. They, they, oh, yeah, they, they did say They that. coincidentally showed us footage that was relevant in that moment. Very expositiony. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah. that's super weird. A, exactly. to not tell Monica, hey, some lady just busted in here. But also, and B, if the lady, if, if Scarlet Witch busts in the sword, I'm sure that place is going to be on freaking lockdown. How yeah. the hell did Monica get all the way to the elevator? Exactly. You're supposed her? you're supposed to be asking questions. See? Yeah. No. That's what Here's I'm saying. And so, so that place had had like a garage and stuff, like a fence on the on the yeah. outside perimeter. So she had to have gotten through the outside perimeter and then uh, park and then walk up to the gate and then her badge doesn't work, right? So that's like a power play on that guy on Hayward's. Uh, on Hayward's part, right? Because he would allow her access to go into the parking structure, it's the fence. Military one one You got to share your idea. And, and then when she keeps the badge, he's ready for her, so yeah. he can receive her right when she comes in. So that's like power play one hundred and one, right there. So, but like back to Mikey's point, which earlier you mentioned, like why why did Monica have a weird look when they mentioned Captain Marvel? Uh, Monica seemed very determined to keep everyone's focus on the story at hand. Like she was like, that's not what we're talking about right now. Right. And when they bring up anything else that has something to do with Captain Marvel, who may have also demonstrated a power level, uh, you know, on on par with what was, you know, what Wanda did in that battle. Uh, it almost looked like Monica wasn't actually controlling so Monica in that moment. Power level. Uh, well, yeah. somebody's somebody's got. Uh, Echo going on there. Oops. Yeah, that was me. Okay. okay. You're right, but I mean, it could be because there's maybe a mole in there. Maybe she talked to Hayward and Hayward said something like Nicholas Fury and Monaco or something. And uh, she's all like, wait, Hayward's not Hayward. Yeah. I Hayward just had a, had a kind of a turn this episode too. He became more of a dick. Yeah. Mephisto. Everyone I Mephisto. Just, I just wonder if maybe the reason that Monica is not uh showing you know going through all the medical rec- uh, uh, medical requirements or doing all the things she's supposed to be doing and she's just really quick to get the plot moving is because whoever's in control of the plot is pushing her to keep the plot moving mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i don't yep. mean that in the sense of the writers i mean there's clearly an external force outside of wanda so i'm wondering if that's what's happening here 
if that's Wanda is that's using me. Monica as a mole to help her in the in the super end game of this whole thing. Or or the other person that's not Wanda that's also manipulating Wanda too. You know what I mean? It could be Hayward. Yeah. Hayward. Yeah. But Hayward. so my point is like I had fun with this episode because it let me explore all these questions and there was things in there that were just too obvious to be that obvious. Or she like, doesn't want to bring up Captain Marvel because if someone <laughs> knows that someone's that powerful – um, they could be manipulated, right? Um, yeah. Same war. If she takes the blood test, they find out she's a super. Um, then she could be manipulated, right? Yeah. Uh, what about what about the aerospace engineer? Who you have any thoughts on who who uh, who that is that she was well, texting? So there's, if you watch the Spanish translation or the Spanish <laughs> subtitles of this episode, they like you do, like you do. They um the. Or the pronouns they use for that word are feminine. Mm-hmm. But take that as you will. So mm-hmm. theoretically, it's a female character. So I'm thinking of a Susan Storm being the uh, nice little Damn. tease for that. I don't know. For me, for me, I felt like that text <laughs> was was the was Baby Yoda sending the signal out that <laughs> that somebody somebody at the end of this season is going to show up to answer that text. So I don't know. I don't know if we're getting a Susan Storm showing up at the end of this. Also, I don't think that Susan Storm is an aerospace engineer. She could be whatever Marvel needs her to be. Yeah. She's been on planes. It's, it's watchful guardian. That's silent fair. protector. That's yeah. fair. Who do you think uh, it is? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I agree with Frank. Is you know they can make people whoever they need to be. I've seen some theories that it's 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 roadie, but your Spanish translation thing kind of throws that out. So, well, uh, I don't if, I don't think if the position itself is feminine, then the word could be feminine, right? That's true. Maybe, yeah. I take Any other Spanish one? So, what I other could. questions do you? What other questions do you guys have about the show, this episode, or what questions does the audience have? I'm just curious. So, what did Vision see when? Uh, when uh, what's her name? Agnes is shaking her ass in front of the kids, and she's spraying <laughs> lavender on them. Um, <laughs> he saw a whole lot of leotard ass. Hell yeah! I wanted the camera to be on that side of the, the studio audience. And I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure Catherine Hahn right now is just listening to our show and is so happy you said that. Yeah, she she's stoked. Um, hopefully, yeah. we're gonna go on a date later. Just Hollywood <laughs> power couple. Yeah, yeah. YouTube power couple. Um, once so, once the pandemic's over. So Vision looks at Wanda like she's stupid, and he's all like, "Are you not seeing what I'm seeing? Like, idiot! Like, is is he literally seeing something different? Or when he's saying, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is it like the subtext of what's going on? I think it's a subtext of what's going on. Um, not literal. That the other parts, I take it as the other parts of Vision, aside from the Mind Stone, are coming back. Um, you know, are slowly but surely. Yeah, bring his reality back. He started becoming more aware of what's going. On. Something's wrong. There's, there's seriously something wrong, and I think he really feels it. And I think during this episode, it really hit him. It's like, yo, what? There's way too much wild shit going on right now. Because mm-hmm. the, the fact that he doesn't have the mind stone does that affect Wanda's control on him now? Mm. Well, I mean, I, and what? We got to figure out what capacity he's really there in. What? Who? What is he? Is he? I is mean, he just like part of the construct? Is he? He's not a ghost or anything. What I is have, he really? I have a theory. What? I'd love to hear it. 
if you remember Infinity War, right? He at the end when or before he dies, he asks Wanda. They real they they've you know through their weird exposition that's that's more showing than telling. They explain that Wanda is the only one that can destroy the mind gem because the mind gem created her. So she operates her powers operate on the same vibration or frequency or whatever as yeah. the mind stone as vision correct mm -hmm. so if she's the only one that can destroy it she's also the only one that can recreate that energy right so i think she's his battery i think she's literally brought him back to life because she is able to uh produce the same energy so as long as he stays close to her or as long as she's powering him. I don't know right. if it's a proximity yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. So I think right now it is actually vision, but it's because she's literally plugged into him. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I like that theory. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it, I, I guess mean, we they, can they, all agree. They that in Infinity War, right? They, right. They, she is yeah. responsible for him being there. Yeah. Just like she's responsible for him dying until – Thanos rewound time and then killed him again, which was the right. most cold-blooded shit ever. Like that's so awesome. cold piece of work. What do you guys think of the other nuggets they dropped? Where you know, part of Vision's living will was that he wouldn't be revived. It yeah, was he wouldn't be revived or used as a weapon, right? I was I was like, when did he have time to make a living will? I, yeah, I, mean, I remember him doing like, that. But, his uh, vision, he's pretty efficient, yeah. I suppose. On the plane ride he to just, Wakanda. He sent an email as he was getting the Mind Stone ripped out of his forehead. Yeah. And an action item. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, but then S.W.O.R.D. was obviously taking him apart to study him. So what right. a bunch of dicks. <laughs> what, what a jarring image of him, like his head all caved I mean, in. and like Unless they weren't. Stuff. Unless they weren't, right? Unless it's all fabricated. Right. Sure. That whole scene could be a deep fake. It, it, could, it, be, it could be like Luke Skywalker. Maybe that's what she meant by the Luke Skywalker it, scene. It felt yeah. fake to me. It just felt fake. I like, mean, he's a robot. Robots don't have rights. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can lift a hammer, put the hammer in an elevator, elevator goes up. Yeah. <laughs> what other what other fun questions you guys got? I'm, I'm having fun answering these. Um, uh, so where were the kids when mommy and daddy were about to throw down in the living room? Man, the kids were wherever the kids should be when that, that's sitcom magic stuff. right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's sitcom yeah. magic. Can I can I just point out really quick one of my were, dislikes of the show? I hate those actors. Those kids were horrible. Well, I think they were so bad. Right? And I was so happy that we were done with them so fast. You know what? That so that happy. just that's par for the course of like 80s kid actors yeah. it is it is but i'm just very happy that you. we got we got through it so much faster we got through the right. kids and the dog right. so much it's faster like than the olsen <laughs> twins you got to look at them they were terrible uh, yeah they were cute and all How that but rude. it's just like ugh. yeah wc fields uh didn't he have a quote about that like the worst people to work with are like kids and dogs or some some shit like yeah. that. Well, to answer so they, question, they wrapped the it all up in one episode. Yeah, the kids were burying the dog. So nice, yes. Or they're you using know how their own hard it is to get a kid to do anything on film and it look okay. Yeah, it's a struggle. Look, take it from me. <laughs> what? You guys got any what anymore? Where, where's kids? As I've got person? not so much a question but an observation, but. Mm -hmm. uh, if you'll indulge me. So the commercials we were talking about, those are yeah. intimate parts of uh, Wanda's history, right? The first one is the toaster. So let's say the toaster, Stark Industries. Um, toaster yep. was also used by Wanda as a joke, uh, kind of an insult for vision. She would call him toaster. 
and it, it was like a moment that they had. So uh, I'm equating toaster to the Mindstone. That's my biggest reach, right? So you take the watch, which is the next commercial. I'm equating that to the Time Stone because it's a watch. They're talking about time, moments in time. So Hydra Soapbox, um, she goes to it. She te teleports to another place. That's the Tesseract. That's the Space Stone. Uh, Lago, where there's a red liquid being scooped up. That's the ether. Um, and Lagos is also written in red and it's got like this kind of like wavy kind of non-form bit of, uh, I love it though. I love it. I love cut it. off your Adderall prescription. So <laughs> these, these, are, this is going to kind of go into my predictions a little bit, but, uh, uh, I'm expecting the power. I'm expecting something purple, maybe in an egg to be in the next commercial and to be followed by the, uh, something orange. With some kind of sacrifice. I mean, the, it might be, it might the infinite six, right? There's six. It just shows all about hexagons yeah. and it all. It's all connected. Yeah. We have we have our guest from last week, Oliver, asking, "Were the kids as bad of actors as Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen is?" <laughs> no, they kept their accents. They, uh, <laughs> her, her accent came out at the uh, when she popped like, out of the. I like, I loved it. I loved I loved her in this episode. She was one of my favorite things. She saw uh, the, the only, drone and she's like, "I got to change." To, the, to, me, the only to me, the only person that outacted, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany in this episode was Norm. That's, yeah, that's it. Norm. Yeah. It was Norm. Norm was. By the way, man, I want to send a shout out to Oliver, man. I watched him on here last week and I feel your pain, brother. I'm swimming. I'm, I'm trying to stay afloat in here, too. He believes that the Power Stone is going to be a, a purple Viagra commercial next week. That would, <laughs> that would be call. fantastic. Yes. Um, I think we have spent a lot of time talking about the this show and the likes and our, our, our fun questions. But I think uh, really quick before we just get into bingo and then wrap this up, why mm -hmm. don't we just throw out like one prediction that we think is going to happen, like either in the coming weeks or just way down the line if you want. So, Frank, go. Uh, sword segments will... Uh, continue to lead the audience by the nose and critics and viewers alike are going to just lap that shit up. <laughs> That's my prediction. Uh, you know, you know, mine on that one is, I think, I think it's going to be uh, another gotcha moment, but I think way further down the line, I think uh, everything just planted the seeds for Hugh Jackman as a reality coming back to be, or out of retirement, as he promised to be in an Avengers movie, I cool. think I think the seeds were planted right here today. That's fair. Yeah, Mikey. Uh, man, I I got to be honest with you guys. I have no idea what's going to happen, <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, I'm okay with that because cool. it's exciting going into the next week. Because, like I say, when I when I first spoke about this, I hated this show. Even though I've only watched like the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is this is trash. I don't know what's happening. You know, this is another, you know, you know, streaming show that's going to be just not quite right. It's just not. But once I got to watching it and I had a couple friends come back and was like, yo, it's good. And then I talked to Ricky. I was going to be on the show. I was like, yo, I got to watch this. <laughs> so, like I said, I muscled through it and I, it's like it turned into. Wow, this is pretty good. But like I said, third episode is really when I felt like yeah. it really hit a stride. Yeah. A lot like, of us are in agreement that we're never going to watch the first two episodes again. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. There's, we, I mean, we remember it was them. cool. Good. Yeah, it was cool. But, yeah. you know, they they got the writing a little bit too right. 
on some of yeah. those old shows and they were like hard to watch. And Wait, like, did you say white or right? I right. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I was making sure. I was making but they're sure. still mighty white too. So yes, yes. They are. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I, uh, like I said, I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I'm a, I'm along for the ride, just like everybody else at this point. I don't have enough background of these characters to know, like you guys, you know, who the the villains are, their main villains or whatever. So, like I said, I'm excited to see what's coming, you know, down the pipe. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I have no idea. I just feel like Vision's probably going to save the day at the very end. He's going to be the one that talk her off the ledge that's always seemed to be he always seems to be her conscience or you know the person that could you know get through to her so whatever the end game is going to happen i feel like vision is going to be a big part of it i would i would hope that between like if my if my theory about her being a battery is correct and and everything that sheree studied you know from mapping him i would hope that this ends with between the two of them figuring out how to create a replacement battery for vision so that he can be back in the MCU. You know what I mean? Cause like, he's a great mm-hmm. character and, 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 and I love how clever he gets to be on this show and, and, and problem solve for himself because like, he's always, you know, problem solving with Tony or with Bruce or, you know, like all the, like everybody else, but it's fun watching him be, the investigator in his own story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun thing going on. Um, Ricky, Mikey, uh, Mikey, I'm pretty sure uh, Oliver is a, a big fan of yours. Uh, <laughs> are you, Emmy? I missed beginning. Did you talk about Lil Uzi? Yeah, people. he went full vision, bro. I don't we know. Did, we, we did forget to mention that Lil, Lil Uzi Vert got a... Uh, a I thought the door was going to open and Lil Uzi was going to fuck in. <laughs> a little, yeah, that, is that your theory for next week? Little like all the memes are already out where Thanos is pulling it out of his forehead. A and $25 million dollar diamond in his forehead this week. And uh, everybody's just waiting for that moment when Thanos comes and rips it out of his head. Look, look this is this is clear. Motherfuckers just got way too much money, man. <laughs> Marvel. Money. I mean, I look. It's, it's, hey, everybody's got priorities in the pandemic. All right. I'm just, look, I'm just saying. I ain't going to front. I've been the one to get a little bit of cash and do some dumb shit. But damn. <laughs> like a whole jewel in the middle of your head, bro. I mean, come on. It's true. Like with that Dave Chappelle skit when he gets the guy. Gets yeah, it was like, I just I bought a baby. I just <laughs> bought this whole truck of Newport cash. I'm rich, yes. bitch. That's the whole thing. We uh, we are running pretty late, and I I just want to make sure that uh, we get a chance to Ricky. If uh, do you have any prediction before we go on the? I, I think the the final showdown in this this show is going to be. Wanda choosing between Vision or, or her kids, and that choice will cause her to lose her mind or, you know, you know, push her towards insanity, which will be picked up in the next movies, which will ultimately result in whichever option she doesn't pick coming back. So either the kids are gone for a little bit. So they can recast them with better actors or Vision's gone for like a oh, well, we're not done. We're not done. They're still going to age them like yeah, probably two more yeah. times. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be between the kids or Vision in this this show. I think that's what the ultimatum is going to be with the, the outcome. That's, that's probably that's, that's fair. Good, that's fair. Time. That's a fair assessment. But do you think uh, do you think Evan Peters makes it out of this alive? 
<laughs> no. How dare you, Ricky, for coming up with such an eloquent no. and good prediction? Yeah, right? You're supposed Son to be on the, all over the place. Yeah, I know. You're supposed to go with some weird midi-chlorian shit. Well, then you know what? I kind of don't want to look at the bingo board because you're kicking our ass on that too. But let's go do it really quick. Uh, bear with us, Mikey. We're just going to look at our bingo cards for a second and see how we're doing this week. I like that Harry Potter music. Uh, that was that was short. Uh, real quick, explain to Mikey and the audience what our bingo is. We came up with a bunch of different uh, terms from the comics and the MCU, threw them all in a random generator, and it produced uh, three bingo cards for us. Ricky, you can't zoom that in. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the you know some of us are elderly, and we can't see that far, man. Yeah, Yeah, for reals, Ricky. Ricky, Zoom it that up. Seventy-five. So, so just for fun, we came up with bingo cards so that we could see like how nerdy this show is based on what our levels of nerd are. Uh, The show's been pretty damn nerdy. I just want to say, yeah, this is on on par with like Favreau. So the green stuff is anything that's been referenced this week. So mm-hmm. again, we got sword. We got Monica Rambo. We called those a long time ago. Billy and Tommy, we called a long time ago. And Pietro, we thought this show would reference her brother somehow. But mm-hmm. man, I don't think we expected it to go that way. Um, so that was pretty cool. The yellow stuff is stuff that we're kind of still on the fence about because we're not sure whether or not it's actually legit. The new yellow one that we added here for my card is we put Natalia Maximoff because that's in the comics. That's Wanda's mom. Mm-hmm. But in the show today, they you know when they were going over her bio, they said she's the daughter of so-and-so and Irina. Irina, Ma- yeah. Irina and Oleg. Yeah. yeah, Oleg and Arena Maximoff. And so we were like, does that count? Because what we were going for is Wanda's mom. But that's it's not like the mom. Yeah, that's not the mom we know. Yeah. It's a mom. It's a mom, but it's not like uh, like why go why change it from Natalia to Arena? You know, but she I mean? said she's had four moms though. Uh Madeline Joyce, uh Maria Maximoff, Bo- Bova Natalia, Bova. Yeah. And uh, but none of them oh, are right. none of them are. You got you got Bova. You don't get arena, yeah. We did get Bova. So let's check out Frank's card. I'm I'm doing all right. My I'm card is Hampton. Love that card. Love to see it. Zoom that card in. Uh, so Frank. Oh, Frank got Hex today. He got Hex Magic finally. I really like that Darcy finally like actually named it. And and I I always I'm always a fan of. When the comedic, uh, like sciencey character gets to name the fun stuff, much like Cisco in the Flash, like Frank, you were mentioned that that's mm-hmm. kind of his job on that show. So right. if anybody was ever going to name it Hex Magic, it was probably going to be either Jimmy or Darcy. So it was fun to get that in there. Uh, but also Frank, you had Sparky on your card, mm-hmm. man. Look yes, at that. Frank with the Sparky. Look at Sparky that. Me a good one. Um, and then, yeah, again, we reference Hydra and sword and all that stuff. So Frank's looking really good. Now here's the trouble. Here's Ricky's Ricky's card. I technically win on a technicality. You technically win if we decide that Natalia Maximoff counts, because in the line you're on the free space too, but you also have Darcy Lewis, Billy and Tommy and Pietro Maximoff, which makes me all the more inclined to say Natalia doesn't count. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can see I, that I, argument I, I just just because just because you don't even you don't even 
You don't even know what half the things on this card mean, Ricky. So I learned half of them last week. So <laughs> that's fair. That's but if they come out and say uh, Wanda's all like, no, 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 Natalia's my mom, then we're yeah. like, oh, shit. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If what if she? Yeah, see, if my theory is correct, Irina's my mom, reality, or the person Matrix, that raised me. Matrix in a Matrix, and then you find out, no, my real mom is is Natalia Maximoff. What are you guys talking about? See, like, like, oh, you may have been your father, Daddy. I don't. I don't think we're ready to give it to you yet. We're not ready to give right. it to you yet, Ricky. Sorry. That's fair. Yeah. But you're close. You're the closest of all of us. Well, uh, what do you guys? You guys thinking? You, you got anything else to add tonight before we we take off? Dish soap. Dish soap was joy, not coy. This, it was joy this time. It was joy this time. What? Oh, yeah. Frank, I didn't notice that. I was actually looking, honestly. Yeah, um, Vision washes his hands with it. The kids wash the dog with it. And paid, uh, paid, paid sponsor, huh? Yeah. To add to, I guess, some tease spoilers, there's a slight frame when Evan Peters is when they when he has the door open. They're you know showing his Pietro. In the back, there's a reflection of Evan Peters, and his hand is red. Mm. Um, so, Could be from the stained glass. No, it was a mirror. It was no, a mirror. but I'm saying there's stained glass on the door. There's stained glass on the door. I don't know. It could be. I tried watching it a couple times, but I couldn't tell where the red like, was coming from. Does Morbius and shit, do that, do they, the normal vampire rules apply to Marvel vampires? Yeah, that's why I was looking at the mirror. I wanted Mor- to see Mor- Morbius is not a normal vampire. He's a science experiment gone wrong. Yeah. Same with Blade? Mm, no, Blade's, Blade's not a, a normal walker. vampire he's because he's a, he's a daywalker. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there's also born vampires and made vampires. Like there's yes. two different. Mm-hmm. Well, this Marshall. is all stuff. This is all stuff we're going to talk about and when uh, all the other Marvel shows are done, and we need stuff to talk about. That goes back to Seek Cow Sodas. What if Morbius uh, joined what we do in the shadows? Yeah, that's, that would uh, be fantastic. And I would Marvel die. hasn't Marvel hasn't announced that show yet, but it's coming. We know it because yeah. Taika Waititi is a producer. So yep, I would just yeah. I would just literally die of happiness after watching that episode but um i think i think we got to get going guys a long one i had a lot of fun uh thanks to mikey for coming on our show and and thanks to the audience for tuning in uh you know if you had fun please remember to like and subscribe uh mikey where can people find you in your podcast by the way uh we are on soundcloud uh once again it's called ridiculous on ride with mikey and dev uh, we're probably going to probably switch to video like you guys. This has uh, been a really cool um, night, and I really thank you guys for letting me come on and join you guys. I've learned yeah. a lot. I've definitely got to step my game up because, <laughs> wow. Like like I Make said, man, I've, I've learned more tonight about the MC you know, universe than I've from watching the movies, which is great for me because there's a lot, there's a lot of good insight from you know talking to you guys. That's awesome. Awesome. Glad we could glad we could fill your brain with useless information. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you got me to watch one division, so that's a big thing. Hey. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a prerequisite for coming on the show right now. Yeah, so definitely. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for putting in the work. Um yeah. Frank, Ricky, uh, where can people find you if they want to? Every uh, Friday. But not here. Friday. <laughs> not next Friday. Yes. Frank would like everybody to know that next Friday he has a prior commitment. So we will have a, a, a substitute uh, guest host slash whatever in, in here with us. They better, um, all I can say is they better be up on their Egyptian mythology. Or <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I, I knew most of the stuff you were talking about from Stargate. 
Nice. Yes. That's yes. That, all yeah. the Egyptian stuff. I was like, okay, I I, I get what he's talking about. I, yeah, I know Anubis and all. Freaking Horus and Ra. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna sign off so that you guys can keep talking oh, about wait, Egyptian Ricky, stuff forever. Ricky, he didn't say. Oh, uh, oh. Ricky, Instagram. Just there. Cool. Okay, you said. All right. And then as always, you can find me uh Denix Media on uh Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, uh Twitter, and YouTube. Uh just you know, making fun toys with videos or making fun videos with toys, honestly. Um and uh talking to nerdy with my friends here. So yeah, thanks for watching Denix Else here. See you next time, true believers. Uh, enough said. Mm-hmm.